our relationship expert Stephen Dromgold is joining us this morning. Um, he's joining us from Australia, where he won't be for much longer because with the Trans Tasman bubble, Stephen, you can finally travel a little more easily. Yeah. Very excited! I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Ah, oh, that's such that's such a relief, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I know you've been through the managed isolation process and stuff, but this is going to make a big difference for you. Oh yes. Yeah, so yeah. Go for the commuter service. Oh uh, yeah. Well, hope, I mean, obviously, you know, we're watching things in Western Australia at the moment. Hopefully, um, there aren't too many impediments with things, but um, you know, we we will continue to monitor that situation. It's all part of having the bubble open, though, isn't it? There are still some risks with things being shut down at short notice. Anyway, um, you have advice for us this morning on caring for parents and the impact that that has on relationships. And this is something that affects a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, And I actually, when I was thinking about this, I actually thought that what would probably be more helpful for listeners was just to tweak that slightly and talk about um, how you can care for your parents and by preparing early. Right. Um, because, you know, I've, I've got a number of couples um, that I'm working with who are dealing with really complex, heart-wrenching, difficult situations related to the care of parents and the impact that that's having on relationships. And one of the things that, that tends to happen is is that these things happen and they come up and they're this unexpected shock that impacts us in lots of different, different ways. But one of the things that is actually remarkably consistent is that there are very few uh, families who prepare for what we actually know is a, a very predictable uh, likelihood that parents um, will die at some point in time and that, and quite likely um, they will have some ill health before they die. Right. Um, and so what kind of happens is in our brain, the you know, the, the younger parts of the, the brain, the baby brain, the child brain, which, you know, manage our safety and our um, emotional responses, those parts of the brain um, do quite a lot of magical thinking and they're, they're a little stuck in time. And so what that means is when we, we think about our parents, we have this idea that, you know, my dad's so big and strong and he can lift a house and, and dad's never going to die. And, right. and mum's always going to be there for me and she's going to do those kind of things. Might have slightly different stories, but there will be some, um, there's some expectation because, you know, when we were really little, our parents were basically godlike figures who, you know, essentially controlled our reality. Yeah. Um, and so I had this experience when my dad went in for a routine uh, knee surgery and then they did a blood test and discovered he'd had a stroke like uh, three or four days before and was immediately rushed in for emergency heart surgery. Oh, gee. And, yeah, and I remember just got this and my first response was I was really angry. It's like, you're not allowed to get sick. You're not allowed to die. It was like totally unexpected. And I felt rage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that young part of us is kind of like, you know, you're not allowed to do that. You're supposed to be healthy. You know, your job is to take care of, take care of me. And, you know, even though I was 40, I think, when that happened, um, you know, like it, that was still the instinctive response. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So... So what I'm really kind of going to invite listeners to do, if you're listening to this, is if you haven't done that already, and I know that a lot of you won't have, is to have a conversation. Like in your family, what is what is the expectation about how you care for, for parents? What are the, the family values around that, that kind of thing? And um, and so then the two of you can explore those, uh, you know, those processes and you can do it early and then you can go and talk to your parents. And, um, and if you're a parent watching this, if you initiate it, it's even better. Um, 
And um, so it was one of the things that my uh, that my mother actually organised after my dad got got sick and he recovered and he's fine. Um, but she she got our family together because there's six kids in our family, so you know there's a lot of different opinions and yeah. partners that to create a lot of confusion potentially. And so uh, at their anniversaries, we get together every five years to kind of update the care plans and and what we're going to do in that situation. And so if you do that, when something happens and stuff does happen, yeah. um, you you have a plan, a plan in place. You have some some preparation. So when those young parts of your brain are totally freaking out, your, um, your adult brain says, yep, but you know, it's going to be fine. We've got a plan. We knew that this was kind of happening. And then you kind of... Um, you know, go through the grieving process, and also then you've you've prepped your partner so that they they know what's important to you, and so then the two of you can be aligned and on the same page. That's incredibly prudent. Like it's a really really good piece of advice, and obviously because a lot of people feel uncomfortable about um, you know about confronting the inevitabilities of aging and dare I say it of death. That um yeah. they just kind of out of sight, out of mind, and then and then when you find yourself in a crisis, you you're forced to kind of make these decisions without having confronted it at a time when you can maybe make more clear-minded decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what I would basically say is, if you are in a situation where you know you're you're in the middle of this and you're stuck, or or it's happening for your partner and you don't know how to help them or something like that, mm. my so I have two pieces of advice. So one of them is, is to go and see a therapist. Go and see a couples therapist um, and just talk about this because what they can do is because they're not being emotionally triggered at the same time because if it's happening to your partner, it's totally impacting you as well. Yeah, yeah. So they can help, help you get on the same page um, so that you can support each other and so the difficult thing becomes something that draws you closer together. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you can do is um, is reach out to your friends, but quite broadly. So you can canvas different ideas as well. Um, so it's not so your friends can tell you what to do, but they'll give you a multiplicity of responses. And there is a kind of genius in, in kind of shared wisdom. Um, plus, you're also going to be accessing, you know, all of that additional support. So I think that those two things can really kind of make a difference. Yeah, yeah. What, what if you really, like, what if you don't want to look after your partner's parents or you don't want to look after your parents? Well, again, you <laughs> you, you sort of want to make that agreement because, you know, there are some people who, yeah. you know, parents are toxic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, there, are, there are other issues all going on. And again, if, so long from a partnership perspective, um, if the two of you are on board with that, um, you know, that's Then you know, really. That, yeah. Then you're partnership but yeah if, if you know i mean that's the kind of stuff that could you know can cause a catastrophic breach in the relationship if the expectation is that you know this is what we're going to do and um and that may trigger questions mm. you know, mm. oh my god care yeah. of your parents we for me if i get sick you know all of those kind of things that is really really good advice thank you so much Stephen. travel back to new zealand safely and we look forward to uh seeing you here on these shores very shortly indeed